0: Welcome to Siman, by Goldar and today we're Nadarim the the eleventh So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the Mishnah taught about one who knows he can revoke Nedarim but did not know he had rights to be made for a particular Neder. Rambam says he cannot be made for because the partial knowledge he had the day he heard the Neder is not sufficient for Hafara. Still, the partial knowledge does qualify as a day of hearing to prevent him from revoking thereafter. The he can revoke the first day, and his partial knowledge is adequate. The Gemara poses a contradiction with the law of a blind person who kills inadvertently. Yehuda, the assumed disputant in our Mishnah, says he does not go to Gauls because the Pasik says below Raos, without seeing, indicating that he normally can see, and a blind person's partial awareness is not tantamount to proper knowledge. Ramer says he goes to Gauls and is included in without seeing because he considers his partial awareness sufficient. Now this is the opposite of the positions in our Mishnah. Rama answers that each subject is darshan based on context. Rebutus says that the Pasuk stating, Bashir yavu bayar, one who goes with his friend into the forest would include a blind person, so the extra without seeing must be to exclude him. Remer says that the phrase without awareness would already exclude a blind person who lacks full awareness, so the additional exclusionary phrase of without seeing must be to include a blind person. Point number two: The next mission states, one who prohibited benefit to his son-in-law and wishes to give money to his daughter must say, "This money is hereby given to you as a gift." Provided that your husband has no rights to it, but that you take and place in your mouth the food purchased with it. The Gemara explains that this is Rebbe Meir's opinion, that Yad Isha Ki yad Bala, the wife's hand, is like her husband's hand, and everything she acquires becomes his possessions. Therefore, a condition that he should not acquire it would not prevent her from taking possession of it. Rather, he must additionally stipulate that it remains his until she places it in her mouth, at which point the husband cannot acquire it. Rav says that the entire formula is necessary because he possums like Rebbe Meir. Shmuel says that even saying, do what you want with the money, is sufficient because he possums like the Khamim who disagree with Rabbi Meir. And point number three, Rabbi Zera, asked for permission about the law of Shutufei Mavos, in which people of multiple courtyards join together for common usage of the central Mavui, which is often accomplished by one party transferring ownership of a food item to all the residents of the Mavui. This transfer must be performed through someone that can acquire independently of the owner. Yet the Mishnah, presumably authored by Rabbi Meir, teaches that one may transfer wine for Shittufli Mavoz through his wife, indicating that one's wife is able to acquire property without the husband taking possession. Brava initially answers that when the husband gives property to his wife, such as the case of Shittufli Mavoz, it leaves his domain completely. When this answer is challenged from Abraisa, Ravashi answers instead that the Mishnah is discussing a case where she herself owns a courtyard independent of her husband. The de Since she must acquire a portion of the wine for the shiitufim vows for herself to be effective, she can also acquire it on behalf of the other residents. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah had taught about one who knows he can revoke Naderim, but did not know that he had rights to be made for a particular Nader. Vermeer says he cannot be made for because the partial knowledge he had the day he heard the nether is not sufficient for Hafara. Still, the partial knowledge does qualify as a day of hearing to prevent him from evoking thereafter. The Khamisai can revoke the first day and his partial knowledge is adequate. The Gemara poses a contradiction to the law of a blind person who kills inadvertently. Rav Yehuda, the assumed disputant in our Mishnah, says he does not go to Gauls because the Pasik says below Raos, without seeing, indicating that he normally can see, and a blind person's partial awareness is not tantamount to proper knowledge. Remer says he goes to Gauls and is included in without seeing because he considers his partial awareness sufficient. Now this is the opposite of the positions in our Mishnah. Rabbi answers that each subject is darshan based on context. Rebutus says that the Pasuk stating, Bashir Yavu Ezra'ehu Bayar, one who goes with his friend into the forest, would include a blind person, so the extra without seeing must be to exclude him. Remer says that the phrase, Bevlida'as, without awareness, would already exclude a blind person who lacks full awareness, so the additional exclusionary phrase of, Raos, without seeing, must be to include a blind person. Point number two, the next mission states, one who prohibited benefit to his son-in-law and wishes to give money to his daughter, this money is hereby given to you as a gift, provided that your husband has no rights to it, but that you take and place in your mouth the food purchased with it. The Kimmel explains that this is Rebbe Meir's opinion that Yad Isha Ki Yad Bala, the wife's hand, is like her husband's hand and everything she acquires becomes his possessions. Therefore, a condition that he should not acquire it would not prevent her from taking possession of it. Rather, he must additionally stipulate that it remains his until she places it in her mouth, at which point the husband cannot acquire it. Rav says that the entire formula is necessary because he possums like Rebbe Meir. Shmuel says that even saying do what you want with the money is sufficient because He possums like the Khamim who disagree with Rabbi Meir. And point number three, Rabbi Zerah asked for permission about the law of Shutufei Mavos, in which people of multiple courtyards join together for common usage of the central Mavui, which is often accomplished by one party transferring ownership of a food item to all the residents of the Mavui. This transfer must be performed through someone that can acquire independently of the owner. Yet the Mishnah, presumably authored by Rav Merit, teaches that one may transfer wine for Shih Mavoz through his wife, indicating that one's wife is able to acquire property without the husband taking possession. Brava initially answers that when the husband gives property to his wife, such as the case of Shih Mavoz, it leaves his domain completely. When this answer is challenged from Abraissa, Ravashi answers instead that the Mishnah is discussing a case where she herself owns a courtyard independent of her husband. The de Zakio since she must acquire a portion of the wine for the Shetufman valves for herself to be effective, she can also acquire it on behalf of the other residents. Alright, so now we go to and Simon Da Pegas, and her standard cinnamon is a garbage can of Pach. A garbage can or a trash bin, so here goes. The terrified blind man who tripped over a garbage can in a forest and accidentally killed the garbage collector with his cane because he was being chased by his son in law who was upset that he gave his daughter a gift on the condition that her husband, who was asked to him, have no rights in it, ran to hide in his daughter's courtyard which she owned independent of her husband, which required her to acquire a portion of the wine for chatufose, once again in some motion. The terrified blind man who tripped over a garbage can garbage can. That must be learned off pechas, pach, garbage can, or trash bin. The terrified blind man who tripped over a garbage can in a forest and accidentally killed the garbage collector with his cane, which reminds us the Gabor contrast a machok is about partial knowledge regarding a with a machok is about a blind person's inadvertent killing when going into a forest. So the terrified blind man who tripped over a garbage can in a forest and accidentally killed the garbage collector. With his cane, because he was being chased by his son-in-law who was upset that he gave his daughter a gift on the condition that her husband, who was hustled have no rights in it. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses what a father must do in order to give property to his daughter such that her husband, who he was murdered and not from, will not acquire it. So the terrified blind man who tripped over a garbage can in a forest and accidentally killed the garbage collector with his cane because he was being chased by his son-in-law who was upset that he gave his daughter a gift on the condition that her husband, who was hustled have no rights in it ran to hide in his daughter's courtyard which she owned independent of her husband, which required her to acquire a portion of the wine for Shetufi Mavos, which reminds us, the more discusses a case where a wife herself owns a courtyard independent of her husband. de since she must acquire a portion of the wine for the Shitufi Mavos for herself to be effective, she can also acquire it on behalf of the other residents. So once again. The terrified blind man who tripped over a garbage can in a forest and accidentally killed the garbage collector with his cane because he was being chased by his son-in-law who was upset that he gave his daughter a gift on the condition that her husband, who was also to him, have no rights in it, ran to hide in his daughter's courtyard, which he owned independent of her husband, which required her to acquire a portion of the wine for Chetufli Mavose. Alright, so now it's time for four blabla hazara. <laughs> Daf paid dalad. So the simmer Daf paid dalad is a launch pad. So here goes. The woman who vowed, I am removed from all Jews, which included her husband, whom she put in a spaceship on a launch pad launch pad. That must mean Daf paid dalad. The woman who vowed, I am removed from all Jews, which included her husband, whom she put in a spaceship on a launch pad, which reminds us, Rabbi challenged Rav Nach, who said that a husband is not included in a netter from people, from a Mishnah. A woman who vowed, animi ne Yehudim, I am removed from Jews, the husband can revoke what pertains to him, and she may have relations with him, but she remains prohibited in relations to all the Jews, even after divorce. The Gemara answers that although the husband is generally not included in a netter from people, here he is included in the netter from relations, since we presume that she intends to prohibit someone who is permitted. So the woman who vowed, I'm removed from all Jews, which included her husband, whom she put in a spaceship on a launch pad, went off to collect some ani by the granary, which reminds us, our mission allows one who is prohibited in benefits from all people to receive Lechot Shulchanpeya because they are ownerless. The Gemara notes, the lokatani ani that our mission does not seem to allow her to receive ani, and this contradicts a Breitza, which allows it. Rabbi answers that our mission is discussing ani, which is distributed in the house, which the Torah describes with Nasina giving indicating that the owner determines to whom he gives it, so therefore she may not receive such Maisoani. The bride is discussing ani distributed at the granary, which the Torah says, v'hanakta bishal recho, and you shall set it down within your cities, indicating that anyone may take it without the owner's consent, so she may receive it. So the woman who vowed, I'm removed from all Jews, which included her husband whom she put in a spaceship on a launch pad, went off to collect some maizu'ani by the granary, where she saw one man designate maizu'ani, of the Mai, which reminds us, Rabbi Yosef presented a Rabbi Rabbiazir says, In adam Koshame a My Suani ani the demai that one does not need to designate my ani of the Mai, and the Khham say he must designate it. Daf Pehe, so the simple Daf pei is a dentist because it relates to a mouth. So here goes. When the dentist dentist, that mustn't wear Dav Pehe, mouth, dentist. When the dentist forbade benefit to all kohanim, so they wouldn't become his patients, didn't realize he'd given up his tobasana of his truma, as it was rendered like dust, which reminds us. The mission says when one prohibits kohanim or levim, they may take his truma and miser. This indicates that tobasana in a and the benefit of pleasure is not an equity, meaning the fact that he can choose whom to give the trumas and miser to, and accept payment to do so, is not considered a monetary ownership of the truma and miser. Therefore, the kohanim and levim are not receiving something of his. Ravah says that our Mishnah holds that Tobosana is a monetary ownership, which explains a later case in the Mishnah. The reason for this case is that since Truma is only fit for Kohanim, then by attempting to prohibit it to Al Kohanim, Shaviyah afra ba'ama, he has rendered it mere dust to himself. Since it's impossible for him to give it to any Kohan, he has forfeited those monetary rights and rendered it like Hefker. So when the dentist forbade benefit to Al Kohanim, so they wouldn't become his patients, didn't realize he had given up his Tobos Hanav, his Truma, as it was rendered like dust. His wife, who worked as his hygienist, got upset and declared, konama will not work for your mouth. Which reminds us, if a wife says to her husband, Sheini Osal Picho, Konoma will not work for your mouth, the Tanakama says, No hafar is necessary, because since she's obligated to work for him, the netter is ineffective. Rivikiba says, He should revoke it, for perhaps she'll produce more than is due, and the excess, which belongs to her, would become forbidden to him the Tanakh holds that even the excess belongs to him and remains permitted Rav Yochum Ben-Nuri says shem love. he should revoke it for perhaps he'll divorce her and then she'll become forbidden to him so when the dentist forbade benefit to all Kohanim so they wouldn't become his patients didn't realize he had given up his Tobas Hanav his Truma as it was rendered like dust his wife who worked as his hygienist got upset and declared Konama will not work for your mouth and my hand should be consecrated to their maker which reminds us Rafuna Brave Shu explain explained our mission as a case where a wife says Yekachi Yedai Ose, and my hand should be consecrated to their maker or in our case Konam because her hands exist in the world and are subject to hektish the more clarifies that since her hands are obligated to her husband she must have added when I become divorced Daph Pei so the similar Daph pay is police so here goes the husband who watched the Nadarin police police that must be Duff Pei Vav police the husband who watched the Dadaim police put handcuffs on the hands of his wife, who forbid them to him after his Magdish, makdish, his pledged field, and then redeemed it, which reminds us, the government said that a woman can make a netter to forbid her hands to her husband, for after her divorce, her hands, although obligated to her husband, are in existence, and such a netter can be set to take effect in the future. The Gmar attempts to compare this case to a pledged field, where the lender may take its fruits, where the borrower declares it should be hegish and then he redeems it, which is effective. This comparison is rejected because it's within the power of the borrower to redeem it, as opposed to the woman who cannot divorce herself. So the husband who watched the Nadarin police put handcuffs on the hands of his wife, who forbid them to him after he was Makdish, his pledge field, and then redeemed it, got so confused when she broke out from the cuff, saying that a is like Hektish and his Mafkia the Shebut, which reminds us. Ravashi finally answers that a is able to take effect on her hands even while they are obligated to her husband. Konum, which cannot become permitted through redemption, is similar to a hektish of Kadusha's Haguf, physical sanctity about which Rava taught, hektish, chametz v'shichur, mafkin miday shibut, hektish, chametz and freeing a slave release property from a lien. For example, if one designated his ox to be collected for a loan and subsequently declared it a carbon, the hektish removes the lien from the ox and the loan must be collected from elsewhere. So, the husband who watched the Nadarian police put handcuffs on the hands of his wife, who forbid them to him after he was maktish, his pledged field, and then redeemed it, got so confused when she broke out from the cuff saying that a konim is like hektish and his mafkiah the shebud, that he mixed up his wife's netter on grapes for his daughter's netter on figs. Which reminds us, the next mission states, Nadri Ishtu Asavashin, Nadri Bito, of his wife vowed, and he thought that his daughter vowed, or the reverse. Or she vowed from figs, and he thought she vowed from grapes, or the reverse. Harzi Yaksur Yafir, his hafar is avowed, and he must revoke it again, since the hafar was made under incorrect information. Either about who made the neder or what the neder was about. Daph Pei so the Zimmer Daph is a golden Pez candy dispenser. So here goes. The husband who did hafar for the wrong person mistakenly did kri on the wrong person as well, using a golden Pez candy dispenser. Golden Pez candy dispenser. That must be wrong. Daf Pe Golden Pez candy dispenser. The husband who did hafar for the wrong person mistakenly did kri on the wrong person as well, using a golden Pez candy dispenser, which reminds us our mission, which taught that hafar for the wrong person is invalid holds that the Pusdik's using the term yani osa, he who shall restrain her is meant specifically that he must know her identity. This seems to contradict a Bryce which teaches that if one is told that his father died and he tore Kriya and then discovered that it was actually his son who died the Kriya is valid despite there being similarly specific terms in the Pusdik describing David's Kriya over Shaul and Yonasan. The Gemara answers that the Bryce of Kriya should be interpreted that he was not told which of his relatives had died. He assumed it was his father but wasn't certain. Such an unspecific Kriya can be valid for the true deceased relative. Armish is speaking where he was clearly told the wrong identity of the vower and his safar was made accordingly for the wrong person. So the husband who did afar for the wrong person mistakenly did Kriya on the wrong person as well using a golden Pez candy dispenser but was informed, Toch Kedai Dibur, that in fact it was his wife, which reminds the Lord brings a ruling that all statements can be retracted within Tokh Kedai Dibur, with four exceptions, blasphemy, idol worship, both of which incur the death penalty even if he immediately retracts his blasphemous or idolatrous declaration, and marriage and divorce, which are effective even if he retracts immediately after performing them. The run explains that the seriousness of these activities dictates that a person would not do them without a complete and unconditional intent. So the husband who did hafara for the wrong person mistakenly did on the wrong person as well using a golden pez candy dispenser, but was informed to dibor that in fact it was his wife, whose netter he tried to partially revoke, which prohibited her to both fig and grape pez candies, which reminds us the more brings a three-way machok as whether a partial akama confirms the entire netter and if a partial hafara revokes the entire netter. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you learn what a father must do in order to give property to his daughter such that her husband, who the father was moved from, will not acquire it? That's on Duff. Pekhes. Good number two, which stuff do you learn all statements can be retracted, toh except in four instances? That's on Duff. Pesayim. Good number three, which stuff do we have malchokas tanayim if of ani mai requires verbal designation? That's on Duff. Good number four. Which shall they want Hekdash Khamatz and Shikur or Mafkiya Ashiba? That's on Duff. Good number five. Which of the one the Gamor seeks to resolve the difference between the Din when one does Hafar for the wrong person or one does Kriya on the wrong person? That's on Duff. Good number six. Which stuff do we compare a wife forbidding her hands to her husband to one who is Makdish, his pledged field, and then redeemed it. That's on duff. Pave off. good number seven, which stuffing on a hafar made based on incorrect information is invalid that's on duff Pave off. good number eight which stuffing on a woman who owns a courtyard independent of her husband must acquire a portion of the wine for Chatouuffly Mavos for herself and can also acquire it on behalf of the other residents that's on duff. Peches. good number nine, which duff do we have a three way hook is whether a partial. Kama Confirms the entire netter, and if a partial hafara revokes the entire netter, that's on daf. Pezine. Good. And number ten. Which daf does more contrast makhuk is about partial knowledge regarding hafara with, with a ma'chuk is about a blind person's inadvertent killing when going into a forest. That's on daf. Pechas. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Wishing a great day and great learning.